So, our text for today begins with, this is why we never give up. And the purpose of this letter was to affirm Paul's ministry, to defend his authority as an apostle, and to refute the false teachers in Corinth. In 1 Corinthians, he used strong words to correct and to teach. There were those who responded in a positive way to the first letter, in the right spirit. But there were others who were denying Paul's authority and, his, and questioning his motives. Paul was in Macedonia when he wrote this letter. He had suffered great persecution in Asia Minor. And he was on his way to visit the church in Corinth. He sent this letter ahead to instruct them on how they should handle some of the problems that they were facing. He focused on the problem of the false teachers who had filtered their way into the church. Believers had been influenced by these false teachers, and he wanted to rejoice with them in their spiritual growth, but he did not shy away from affirming his authority and discipline when necessary. We are all facing hard situations. I just mentioned that the believers were being influenced by these false teachers. There are many influences around us today. The young and seniors and everyone in between have good and bad influences all around. We are dealing with stress and depression in record numbers. Our young kids are dealing with negative influences in school, peer pressure, bullying, lack of self-confidence. They don't feel safe, gender identity, just to name a few. Our teens are dealing with some of the same issues, but they're also dealing with fostering healthy relationships, connecting with new students when they move from elementary to middle to high school, time management, stress to pass with good grades, college application processes, rejection, fitting in, and pressure to have sex, parents that don't understand them, and parents that just won't listen to them. Just to name a few things, the list can go on and on. Hold on. Don't give up. Trust me, it won't last. Paul was not concerned with the miseries and the trials and circumstances or hindrances that he was going through in life. He knew that this thing, these things didn't compare to God, and to what God had in store for his people. Sometimes it seems like we are hit with one thing after another. Seems like things just come back to back and we can't get a break. But feels like we just can't get a break on our left side, on our right side, from the front and the back. Things are just coming at us. There are some young people who don't sleep well at night because they don't feel safe. Or maybe they're trying to protect their siblings. And after a sleepless night, the next day, I'm sure that they're tired. They may have an exam. 
They may have to go to some type of band practice or basketball practice and then want to hang out with their friends. Hold on. Don't give up. Trouble and opportunity is all around our young people. They can't seem to find a peaceful moment without something happening to disrupt their daily flow. God does not hide us from trouble, but he will deliver us from trouble. So hold on. Don't give up. Let me share with you three reasons why you should hold on and don't give up based on our text today. You are being renewed. Verse 16 says, this is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. Our bodies are not going, are not going just through the aging process. Our bodies go through so much more. There are stages of life, infancy, childhood, adolescence, then adulthood. And during these stages, there are many changes in our bodies that, that we go through. Our young people, they go through sometimes growing pains. We begin to get hair in places that we never knew would come. Our system, our bodies change so that they don't look like they looked before we went through puberty. Sometimes kids can be cruel. I remember we were somewhere, and one of the little girls was a little quiet, and she was saying that somebody was picking on her about her acne. These are things that most of us go through. But hold on. Don't give up. It won't last. So most have experienced sorrow from losing someone or something that is dear to us. I'm sure it's worse than now in school than when I was in school. If there was someone in your circle and they didn't like you, all of a sudden they fell out with you. Everybody else in the circle would kind of cast you out and wouldn't talk to you. Now I can imagine that they might take look for an opportunity to jump your children. They may look for an opportunity to post something negative on social media. But hold on. Don't give up. We learn in this verse that our natural bodies are dying. It doesn't matter how old or young you are. Hebrews 9 and 27 tells us that it is appointed unto man once to die. The only way around this is when if you are a believer and when Jesus comes back for his bride, you are still here. But while we are here, while we are faced with adversity, pain, hurt, anger, and rejection, Paul is encouraging us to never give up. Although this earthly body has been made in the likeness of our Father, it is dying. We can be encouraged because he is renewing our spirits daily. As you approach the end of the school year and prepare for finals, EOGs, EOCs, AP or IB finals, whatever it is that you're going to have to do, allow God to renew you day by day. How can I be renewed? 
You may be physically troubled and tired, but know that when you connect to the power source, that is God's Holy Spirit, he will strengthen you day by day. Someone may say that's easier said than done. I agree. I do agree. But I tell you that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. I can't tell you that every day I have these long, drawn-out times of prayer with God. I can't tell you that I read a whole chapter in the Bible every day and I meditate on it. I can't say that. But what I can say is that when I spend time with God before I start my day, my day goes so much better. I'm able to, whatever may come my way, it's going to come regardless. But it's how I deal with what comes my way. On those days that I was able to get up, spend that quality time with God, talking to him, doing my daily devotion, listening to him, and then starting my day off. But let me just say that on those days when I get up late and I'm rushing, And then I get out the door, and I'm driving in my car, and I'm talking to God, and I say a little prayer here and there. God is still hearing because he says that we are his children. If we cry out, he will hear us, and he will come, and he will answer us. He hears us no matter how long our prayer is or how short our prayer is. So young people, just know if you talk to God just a little bit, just a little talk with Jesus, we'll make it all right. Amen. So I have to pay attention to the road when I'm driving. And Thursday was a good um, example of that. I was driving the road. Now it's dark. It was raining. And I move over into the right lane. Nobody's there so I can see. But all of a sudden, I see lights coming up really far, um, fast behind me. And, all, and I had just, I listened to Tony Evans in the morning while I'm on my way to work. And I had just, he had finished, and I just started talking to God. And then I see these lights. And he, this white Camaro, it comes and it moves over behind me really close in between a car that's on the left side and in front of it is another car on the left side and then it comes in front of me and I'm like, God, thank you. Just a little talk. Even when we don't, you know, sometimes we get hung up on the fact that we've got to talk to God so long. But no, it just takes a little bit of time to get into his presence, to hear what he has to say to us. And young people, y'all have so much going on. And with everything that's going on in your lives, it's hard. I know it's hard for you to find a little time to talk to Jesus. But if you spend a little bit of time with God, it'll be all right. So Paul in Romans 7 and 21, he tells us that when he would do good, evil is always present. How do we overcome this present evil? Only by the power of God working in us. As young people, you have a lot going on. 
school, homework, studying, extracurricular activities, for some even dating, learning to drive. I can imagine that some days it's hard to juggle it all. And to add meditation on God's word, spending time with God, all I can say is again, my days go so much better, so much better when I spend that quality time first thing in the morning. I am not saying that trouble does not come, but just know that when trouble comes, you can hold on and don't give up. Hold on, because he's renewing you day by day. So the daily renewal means each day we get a new chance to get it right. Brand new mercies day after day after day. So it's early today. If you haven't talked with God yet, you still have time. But if you ever go through a day, and you don't have the opportunity, and you lay your head down, and you don't think about it until later. Guess what? In the morning, brand new mercies. Amen? God is waiting on you. Affirmations are big now. Write one and put it in your textbook if you still have them. I don't know. I don't have any kids anymore in school. But if not, put it on your lock screen on your phone or on your tablet, somewhere where you can see it. And you can encourage yourself. You can remind yourself that I am loved. I am enough. I am wanted. I am intelligent. I am worthy. Write it on a note. I brought these. These are in my bathroom. Three of them. And until I get it deep down in my spirit, it's going to be there. And when I get this, it's going to change. It's going to be a little bit different. But something to help me through my day. Amen? It doesn't take much because these are based on Scripture, right? So you write your own affirmation. You write your own declaration, whatever you want to call it. Something to encourage you. Sunday school was about encouragement this morning. So encourage yourself. This is one of these affirmations, and it says, I am created in God's image and likeness. There is more to me than the sum of my hindrances. I am royalty, a holy nation, a royal priesthood, and precious in my daddy, God the king's eyesight. This is based on 1 Peter 2 and 9, not a scripture. But my affirmation that's placing the word in the atmosphere. Find a scripture that will minister to you. Write your own affirmation. Don't wait for me to give you one. But write your own affirmation based on what you are going through. Put it somewhere where you will see it first thing in the morning and throughout your day. It works when you work it. Hold on. Don't give up. You are being renewed. My second point. It won't last long. 
it won't last long. Verse 17 says, for our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. There's a song that says, trouble in my way, I have to cry sometime. Trouble in my way, I have to cry sometime. I lay awake at night, and that's all right, because I know Jesus will fix it after a while. So when I was writing this, one part I put in there, so much trouble, because sometimes it seems there's so much trouble that's in my way. It comes, right? It's life. We have it. Amen. So, you know, it says, I, I lay awake at night, and I thought about it. I'm like, no need to worry, because Jesus never sleep. He never slumber. All we got to do is trust him and give it to him. Amen. I mentioned quite a few things earlier that our young people are faced with. Depression was one. I didn't mention mental health or anxiety. It is estimated that 3.6% of 10 to 14-year-olds and 4.6% of 15 to 19-year-olds are experiencing an anxiety disorder. Depression is estimated to occur in 1.1% of adolescents aged 10 to 14 and 2.8% in those 15 to 19. Depression, and mental issue, depression, mental issues, and anxiety are plaguing our teens today. Some cope with these issues in unhealthy ways, dangerous and or sinful ways. Life has caused a lot of teens, and yes, some who are saved in the church, to harm themselves to relieve emotional pain or distress. Some are even committing suicide. Parents, listen to your children. In 2021, the number of deaths by suicide per 100,000 adolescents, 15 to 19, was 11.2. That's 11.2 too many. Suicide is the second leading cause of death among people aged 10 to 34. Parents, we are to nurture our children, not add more pressure on them. Our kids have a lot of pressure on them without us adding to it. Yes, we need to listen to God. First thing, we need to listen to God, but sometimes there's so much clatter, so much going on in the atmosphere around us that we can't hear God clearly. But we also need to listen to our children. Years ago, I learned an important lesson about money. I'm sure we can all agree. I'm talking to us parents now. We can all agree that we work hard for the dollar. And it don't go but so far. So confession is good for the soul, they say. So now it's my turn. It's my turn to confess, right? Thank you, Lord. Years ago, years ago, Marcus was in middle school. So, but before that, as a parent, I grew up, I didn't have, I had the necessities, 
But all the extras, I didn't have much. And I wanted my children to have things that I didn't have. So I would get them the things just to go and clean out their closet or their toy box and see that these things had not been touched. After doing this a couple of few times, I developed this repeating conversation about money and how it was important and being mindful of how we spend money that came into the household. Marcus went to Enlow High School. And at that time, the classes at Enlow were for the whole year. Some schools have it half a year and then you switch out. But Enlow wasn't like that then. I don't know how it is now. But everyone who knows Marcus, you all know he's really intelligent, right? Very smart. So Marcus started the IB program his junior year at Enlow. And if you're participating or if you're a young person who has participated in the IB program, you know that it takes a lot of work and a lot of commitment to do this. So maybe after about three months into the program, I had a conversation with Marcus because he, had, he didn't have time to go outside and play basketball. He didn't have time to ride his bike in the neighborhood with the children, didn't have time to play the video games. When we first started coming here, Marcus and Tasha would come with us to Bible study. He had to stop coming to Bible study to stay home to do work. I mean, this program, pray before you put your children in it. It's a good program. I'm not saying that. But it takes a lot of work and dedication. And when you have balanced, well-rounded children who are doing all this stuff, this is going to add more pressure onto them. So he didn't have time to really do all this stuff. And so um, one night, it was about 3 o'clock in the morning. There were many nights he was, he was up past midnight doing homework. But one night, it was about 3 o'clock in the morning, I got up and he was still up doing work. And I'm like, Lord, this is not right. Um, and he's kind of like, he wants to get it right. I get it. Do good. But anyway, we talked, and at this point, it was too late for him to change his classes because they are year-long. And so anyway, a few months down the road, when it came time for the IB test and the AP test, and parents, you know it costs money. Not a little bit of money for all these tests. But they get college credit for it. So that's a good thing. So Marcus is studying at this time. It's the end of the year. And so one night, he comes to me, and he talks to me. And I could tell something was wrong as soon as he came in my room. And so he says, I know it's a lot of money. And I thought about all those times when I stressed money. Think about what you're stressing to your children and how it can put pressure on them. I ended up telling him, I know it's a lot of money, but your happiness means more to me than that money. So stop studying. Don't worry about it. Tomorrow when you go to school, you change, because he was getting ready to go into the senior year. It was the end of the year. You change your program, and you go to your counselor. You get your program changed for next year. But when you come home tomorrow, you go outside. You play 
basketball. You ride your bike. You do something to take your mind off of that. And when you get ready to take the test, you pray, and I'm praying. And we're going to trust God that you're going to do good. So all of you all know, you eagles, he got a full ride to NCCU. He finished in three years. And so I did ask Marcus, hey, Marcus, can I, can I use this, right? And he said, you know what? I had forgot about that. Hold on. It won't last. Hold on. It won't last. Just know who you are in God. Just know who you believe in. Just know that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we are able to ask or think according to the power that is working within us. But we've got to plug into that power. If you don't plug in, into the socket, the light is not going to come on. If you don't have that break or flip, you're not going to get any power anywhere. So just hold on and don't give up. I promise you. It won't last. And when he said, I have forgot about that, you know, because sometimes as parents, we let things bother us time and time again. But when he said that, it was freeing to me. Because every once in a while when I'm thinking about things and I think about their childhood, something will come up and I'll talk to them. And Marcus is one, is you still stuck on that? Well, that's me. That's something I got to get over, Okay. So, anyway, there are many adults that have testimony that they have overcome adversity from their childhood. Tyler Perry, he suffered abuse as a child, both physical and sexual. He never felt safe, he told Oprah. I could go to this park and in my mind that my mother and, and my aunt had taken me to. I'm there in this park running and playing, and it's such a good day. So every time somebody was doing something to me that was horrible, that was awful, I could go to this park in my mind until it was over. Our minds can take us to powerful or horrible places. It's your choice. We all want to be in good health and to prosper, but wealth and power deteriorates. These are temporary, just for a moment. Trouble won't last always. Talk to your parents. Parents, listen to your children. Really listen to them. Times are different from when we were growing up. We can't ignore them because we were ignored. We can't just tell them children are to be seen and not heard. Troubles produce a glory that will outweigh the trouble that you are going through. This glory will last forever. Imagine being in God's presence for eternity. Troubles should strengthen our faith. You may not want to hear this, but there is a purpose for what you are going through. Christ suffered so, that, so we must suffer also. God will demonstrate his power. Just hold on. Don't give up. It won't last long. I know it's hard, but you can do it if you use your support system. 
Even adults need support system. What you are going through is temporary. Young people, please hear me. And our pastors say, hear me real good. When you are in trouble, when you are stressed and depressed, find someone you can talk to. Find somebody, some adult that you can trust and you can talk to them. We're not all bad, believe it or not. We're we're not all bad. And we don't all judge you. Find the right person to talk to, to confide in. Our hope is in God. Hold on and don't give up. Don't allow the enemy to make you think it's your fault. It is not your fault that someone violated you. No means no. My final point, hold on, don't give up. But what matters is what you don't see. What you don't see is what matters. Verse 18 says, so we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see will last forever. Amen. Paul is encouraging them. And I encourage you. Don't look at the troubles. Be like Tyler Perry. Go to a happy place in your mind. Everything here on earth will pass. But God's word will stand. There is more to life than the here and now. Fix your gaze on this. And I just want to read a little bit of Revelation chapter 21. And if you need to imagine this, imagine this now. Close your eyes if you need to. I can't close my eyes because I ain't memorizing. But picture this, a new heaven and a new earth, a holy city. The new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from your eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow No crying, no pain, and these things are gone forever. Hold on. Don't you give up. Look, I am making all things new. Write this down, for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. It is finished. I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the true and living God. To all who are thirsty, I will give freely from the springs of the water of life. All who are victorious will inherit these blessings, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. The holy city, Jerusalem, shone with the glory of God and sparkled like a precious stone, like jasper as clear as crystal. The city has no need of sun or moon, for the glory of God illuminates the city, and the Lamb is its light. The nations will walk in in its light, and the kings of the world will enter the city in all their glory. 
The gates will never be closed at the end of the day because there is no night there. And all the nations will bring their glory and honor into the city. Nothing evil will be allowed to enter, nor anyone who practices shameful idolatry and dishonesty, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. I heard one young person say, people my age aren't thinking about God. Hear me real good. Death knows no age. Death knows no age. I read parts of Revelation 21. Here's the last part. And this is verse 8. It says, but cowards, unbelievers, the corrupt, murderers, immoral, those who practice witchcraft, idol worshipers, and all liars, their fate is in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Not my words, but the word of God. Paul, he was talking to believers. And if you're an unbeliever, the scripture is clear. Your fate is in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. As believers, we don't live a perfect life. But we try, we try to become more like him. Some days are easier than other days. Just know that with God, all things are possible. A popular saying is that we are human. This tells us that we are not perfect, but we are striving for perfection. With God, again, all things are possible. No one is too far from God to reach. He is there with you waiting for you to just come. Christ has paid the price for all of our failures. We are, guilt, we are guilty, but declared innocent by the blood of the Lamb. He took our place, per Romans 10 and 9. All you have to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and you shall be saved. We know that you have been blessed through the hearing of God's word on this day. We invite you to join us at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, located at 4813 Hilltop Needmore Road, Fuquay, Verena, North Carolina. For more information, you can contact our ministry at 919-552-3531 or visit our website at www.newprovidencebaptist.com. Thank you for joining us and be blessed.